Episode 21 of Pop with Ken Mills and Courtney Dold. Neil Finn and why you should be listening to him. Pop does a crossover with Rick Boucher from Rick's Records Podcast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Welcome to Pop, your pop culture podcast. And today I'm joined, as usual, by Courtney Cronendold. Hello, everyone. How are you doing, Courtney? I'm doing okay. It's a little early for me, but I'm going to make it. Well, coffee is a podcaster's best friend, right? And cocaine. So I think I'm going to make it. Yeah, I just got a little Coke here. (laughs) Coke Zero. For me, but. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I meant diet cocaine. That's what I meant. Sorry. By the way, I had some Coke Zero this weekend because mm-hmm. I ordered a Diet Coke. Uh huh. And they brought me Coke Zero, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Because it doesn't say anything on the label that like it's diet anywhere, right? So you don't know what you're drinking. It's like, is it just Coke with water in it? You know, what, what is it? It's just very bizarre. It's a very bizarre product. But then again, there's that, what, Pepsi Free or something like that? Anyway, it's just weird. Yeah. There's just too much. Just Diet Coke. Is it, is it that hard? Is it that difficult? <sighs> Anyhow. But that's enough of the real world. Let's get on to something really cool. Yay. Every once in a while on Pop, we do something purely selfish. We, we, we turn you on to things that we love here. If we're not talking about the things we love, then we're not doing what we need to do because you need to know what we're about. And anybody who hosts the show, we, we bring you what we love and what we dig, and we try to figure out what you dig too. Well, today is one of those special shows this is something that we've talked about and teased on many episodes of Pop. And finally, here it is. Our lovely Courtney Cronin Dold wants to talk all things Neil Finn. Yay! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and Neil Finn might be some of the best music you've never heard before, right, Courtney? That is true. Although I was really um, surprised and impressed with how many people had heard of Neil Finn, as well as one of my favorite podcasts who plays Neil Finn from time to time, who also happens to be joining us today. Hey. (laughs) It's Rick Boucher, everybody. Hey, hello out there in podcast world. This is Rick Boucher from Rick's Records Podcast. Rick's Records in the motherfucking house. (laughs) Rick's Records is here. What's up? What's up? (laughs) This is my morning voice. (laughs) Hi, my name is Doris. (laughs) Exactly. This is Courtney. How are you? (laughs) In a world where people podcast at an ungodly hour. (laughs) This is ungodly for me. I'm like, I have to set an alarm to be ready at nine. That is so sad. Yeah, when you Uh, say nine to Courtney, it's got to be dark out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, and if if you've listened to Pop, you know that you've heard his ads on our show. He is part of our upcoming Pop Goes Podcast Network that we're going to be starting, which is going to be something really cool. So we're partnering with you. This is going to break the internet. Yes. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is a crossover with the Rick's Records podcast. 
Woohoo! Oh yeah. And thousands all over the world rejoiced. So, (laughs) So welcome to the show, Rick. We both enjoy your work here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And, uh, I do uh, love Neil very much and the various projects and things he's done through the years. Well, he's done so much, right? I mean, there's there's so much that he's been part of, whether it be his early work with Split Ends and then Crowded House and his solo work, his work with his brother. What I'm going to play right now is kind of like songs that you might know by Neil Finn or that Neil Finn was part of. You may be surprised at how many of these you recognize.
This song is a personal favorite of Courtney's and mine, The World Where You Live. Excellent stuff there. So let's talk about how we first 
found Neil. Rick Boucher from Rick's Records Podcast. Why don't you kick it off? I was kind of a late bloomer to Neil and kind of got on board with the first Crowded House record. And then kind of was like, wait a minute, where did this come from? And just started snaking it back and, you know, through the roots of the tree and, you know, split ends and the stuff with Tim and the whole history. And then, uh, you know, so I was kind of jumped in a little bit, you know, along the way, but, uh, you know, it's, he's fantastic. And he's one of those people that I always tell, you know, friends, he's, he's like your little secret. Like you want to turn him on to people, but you don't want him to be huge, but you don't want him to be small either. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like, and I tell people, I'm like, he is the guy, he could sing the phone book and I would buy it. Yes. that's that's my love of Neil and all things Finn. You know they're an exceptional, talented group, and uh, you know the brothers, and and even that now the offspring, Liam and uh, Elroy, and everyone else that's you know uh, Neil's kids. So. Even Sharon, his wife, is playing bass and yeah. other instruments, and you know, and touring with him, which I think is great. And like you, Rick, I started Crowded House and went backwards because I was a kid when I discovered Crowded House. And I saw them on MTV and was like, oh, my God, that is the most amazing song. So I immediately went out and got Crowded House's first album. And then when I found out they had remember those maxi singles they had like on vinyl. So as soon as I found one of those, I got turned on to there was a song that was supposed to be on the first album called Can't Carry On. Right. And the first time I heard that song, I was like, I mean, that's one of the best, I, I don't know, musicians call it middle eight, bridge, whatever you want to call yeah. it. That has, which is something that Neil is known for, is that mm-hmm. his, oh my gosh, like those are some of the best, I think, in any song by anyone is uh, Neil Finn knows knows his yeah. stuff there. really was like oh my god that just like sent me over the edge but the first song i heard was don't dream it's over and then when i popped that tape in and heard world where you live i was like this is one this is one of the best songs i've ever heard like i was sucked in immediately became totally like immersed in that album and then i like you went backwards when i found Mm -hmm. out that he was in split ends because i was only like 11 or 12 so then i heard i got you and someone was like oh that's also neil finn and i was like what i love that song too i didn't realize that was the same guy that song too as well exactly it's like i got you and then it's like it was like wait a minute yeah (laughs) your mind was like 19 when he sang i got you his voice was so different it was like You know, he sounded so much younger. And Ken, I know you love I Got You. I 
I was 17 years old when I bought that album. That tells you how old I am. True Colors? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing the song on the radio, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. And I went and bought it, and I was blown away by the cool laser-etched album that it came with. And there were, like, different colors that you could get the album in. Like, there was the orange or the blue, and I picked blue. And and I loved how when you played the album on the turntables, it was like the lights danced above the album. It was Hmm. so amazingly cool. And, you know, that's nothing about the music, right? But the music was great, too. And it was mm-hmm. quirky and fun and a darkness to it. It was kind of like Cars, you know. It was in the same wheelhouse, which mm-hmm. people nowadays, when you think about the Cars or Split Ends or anything, they don't realize how different it was at the time because, you know, you might hear, I got you on the 80s station or whatever, and it just sounds normal. But at the time, it was very bizarre sounding. And yeah. they had that really weird look, and it was just such a cool album, such a cool time. And, you know, everybody, we are so lucky because you you have the option of buying all of the music that you're going to be hearing today, whether it be Amazon or iTunes or an actual brick-and-mortar record store. Yes, they're still out there, folks. And he's got a brand-new album out, right, Courtney? Yes, he does. So he has this brand-new album out, Out of Silence. And a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I'm reading so much good stuff about it. I've got it on order, but I've, I've got the MP3 download that, that came with it when you ordered the, the CD. So I'm very excited about this. Do you like the new album? I do. I always say Neil Finn writes the most beautiful, hauntingly beautiful melodies. Sometimes the music is very eerie. He definitely sings a lot about death. And uh, any time is the most blatant one I can think of. I could go at any time. And I think that this album is definitely in that wheelhouse of taking, you know, what he's good at, which are the beautiful melodies and the killer middle eights. But this album is also Neil's way of just saying, I'm doing whatever I want. Here's Neil Finn with the new single off of his album, Out of Silence. Neil Finn with More Than One of You, live. Make it level Don't misunderstand Make it level On the other hand Every age is a different color Deeper for the memory of the sun If you want to take your place Find a present every day If you want to answer yes We won't have to double guess Though there is more than one of you But only one of them is true Make it level When you take a breath Make it level There 
even changed songs because he he even said this like he there's a song called twice if you're lucky the version that's on um the intriguer album which was um the second crowded house reunion after the reunion it was the second album they put out that version on the album is very adult contemporary sort of listening very easy kind of song poppy kind of more slow when they were touring with that album with the new songs that was like one of the new songs other side of the world and twice if you're lucky and i think there was one more song that they were like previewing before the you know the album came out Mm -hmm. but when they played twice if you're lucky at those concerts it blew the place up and here's neil finn with crowded house with twice if you're lucky live
many of those shows that that after what after the uh, Orpheum the second Orpheum show which was to this day one of the best crowded house shows ever besides the reunion show at the yeah. Troubadour that I was at which was very special Neil you know we all talked to him afterwards he's so friendly and he recognizes all of us by our faces you know because mm-hmm. um, that's how many shows I go to and he was, he was like how many shows are you going to on this tour and I was like just three and then I ended up going up to San Francisco too so wow um i just couldn't stop but that song that version of twice if you're lucky which thankfully they released on the they re-released all the deluxe editions of all the crowded house albums which are amazing and i highly recommend them but he put that old version of twice if you're lucky on there because fans kept saying neil why did you change twice if you're lucky that song was just killer yeah. And and the version, I mean, it was like the happiest, like get out of your seat song. And it was going to be and it was so crowded housey. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Right. It had yeah. that crowded house feel, that crowded house hook. And Neil actually said, I just was afraid it was going to be one of those songs that I was going to be forced to play every time. <laughs> oh, wow. I did a show. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to be forced to play. I guess he wasn't in love with it like we were. Hmm. And he changed it and changed it more into this where he sits at the keyboard instead of playing this heavy guitar. Yeah. And he changed the sound to that. So I recommend this is very nerdy, but listening to the the version that's on the album, which is great. It's still a great song. And then listening to the deluxe. If you don't own it, you should. And I don't like saying, you know, if you have Spotify, it's on there. Right. And then if you go to YouTube, there's a couple concert videos of it i took one i didn't post it uh, i don't remember i think it was on my old phone so i lost it but i had it upload to my itunes and i prefer to listen to that version yeah 
just so kick ass. And it's funny because there's this friend of mine. I have friends that I've met from going to see Neil Finn over the years. So when I go to Largo, the first three rows, everybody knows each other. That's so cool. It's so nice, you know, and it's like, hey, there's so and so. And hey, and I have friends I've made from going to Neil Finn shows because I've probably seen Neil and Crowded House more than I've seen any other artist or any other band. Mm-hmm. I, I started going to see him when I was 16 and I I never go to just one show like I yeah. double up or triple up like wherever they are. I I've sat outside all day trying to get into Crowded House shows and <laughs> Because when they reunited, I went to Coachella just to see them. Yeah, <laughs> I just went just to see wow. Crowded House. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've seen them probably them and I've seen Neil solo, and then the old Crowded House and now the new Crowded House. Probably I want to say maybe five, six, seven times. Mm-hmm. It's amazing live. I mean, because they, they're so unlike any other band. You know, mm-hmm. Neil is very one with the audience. I mean, he wants that interaction where a lot of bands, it's like stare at your shoes. You know what I mean? No, he, he loves it when we he, get up and dance. Everybody <laughs> sing. Everybody, uh-huh. you know, get up on I just one show. And like, you know, anyone here who wants to play guitar, you know, it's yeah. out of the audience. And it's like, you know, but it's, it's, you know, so few and far between when you see artists that are so comfortable in their own skin in a live situation where it's just that's what they want they want the interaction and and it's just it makes it such a a memorable and pleasant experience you know and i'm sure we've all seen bands where you walk out and you go like geez that kind of sucked you know (laughs) it's like it's good but it's like you know they're not very entertaining as a performer you know they get up there and they play their songs but it's like you're not really getting anything and it, and it doesn't have to be theatrics and explosions and all that kind of stuff. It's like, all right, just put out an energy that goes to the crowd and comes back to the stage, you know? Um, yes, I but, agree. I, I love okay. Neil's connection with the audience. And of course it's always everyone singing fall at your feet. And mm-hmm. he, he acknowledges us like diehard fans who are always in his face, you know, when he's here, cause he loves to play LA and he loves to play Largo. He makes special trips here, you know, and then he plays at Largo. I mean, Liam lives in L.A. now, so that's, you know, a big part of getting Mm -hmm. him here. But but those shows are so special. And I remember going to the old Largo and seeing Neil there and just feeling like I was in someone's living room. And there he was. And I was there, actually, when he announced that Crowded House was reuniting. And I, I literally almost like fainted and like fell into a puddle of my own tears with happiness because I love crowded house. I mean, I love all Neil, you know, I, I got into split ends like after, and I definitely, um, I'm into the later split end stuff. Certainly after Neil joined the band, I as well. I'm a little bit more drawn to that. The earlier stuff is kind of definitely ahead of its time. Um, but it was a little too artsy for me. Uh, and, but I do like a lot of it. Like I like sweet dreams. Of course I like, the version with Tim and Neil as well. They have a killer acoustic version, but I'm definitely a true colors and, and above and see around, which was the last split ends mm-hmm. album. Tim had already left the band at that point, And Paul Hester was in the band at that point. Right. And there's so many songs on see around that you can hear what crowded house was, you know, maybe going right. to sound it's like, yes. yeah, it's coming. So right after that, they were the Mullanes, which is Neil's middle name. Right. 
And they came to L.A. to make the Crowded House album, and they were living in this tiny place, and they were recording the album as the Mullanes, and then, you know, the record company didn't like the name, so they named it Crowded House after their living situation. And Mitchell Froome produced the first album, and Mitchell has popped in a couple times to these small shows I go to to see Neil when he plays Largo. And Mitchell actually told us that he's the one who came up with them saying, hey, now, hey, now, in oh, it's <laughs> over. That was his idea. I was the one who said you should say, hey, now, hey, now. Which, this is how really nerdy I am. I have my Neil Finn friends, one of them, Kristen Rutherford, who's a terrific comedy writer also, and she's a really, really cool person. She calls the fans that come to the shows just to hear Don't Dream It's Over the Hey Nows. Oh. <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh, God, the Hey Nows are here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because I've also read... Um, when they first got signed and they were in LA making the record on their downtime, they really had nothing to do because they're, of course, they're all the way from the other side of the world Mm -hmm. and they would go to the Capitol records building and walk around and just busk in the hallways and sing for the people in payroll or sing, you know, and everyone fell in love with them. And it was like, who are these nutty, you know, New Zealanders that, and, and that's kind of how they endeared themselves. And uh, they would just wander the halls of the Capitol building and, and play and sing. And, uh, yeah. you know, just to, to fill the hours, you know, being that far away from home. Mitchell Froome, I mean, is, is for me such a huge part of those first two records. From a musician standpoint, it's like, for me, a delicious meal. You know, there's mm-hmm. just stuff panned left and right, little things that come out of nowhere. And, and I can remember, to indulge the story for a second, when uh, Temple of Low Men came out, the second record. That's my favorite Crowded yes, House album. That, that is my favorite Crowded House. And yeah. I remember getting it, and at the time, this I'm going to date myself, I had one of the first, it was a Sony Walkman. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we are having a very similar experience. Okay, go on. And I I bought the cassette and came home and I was like (laughs) out from a date or something and came home and it was kind of late. And I was laying on my bedroom floor with my Walkman and those headphones on listening to, because the Walkman actually was one of the newer ones that had the automatic tape flip. You didn't have to take the tape out and turn it over. Oh, you had one of them fancy Walkmans. And laying on the floor with the headphones on, listening to that record. Uh-huh. And it was like, when it got done, I was just like, oh my God, like that is just. And then, of course, it comes back in with the we're still here thing, which <laughs> freaked me out at one o'clock in the morning. You're like, after the last note of the last song, and you're just like, ah. And then all of a sudden, blah, you know, it's like, I came in and I swear to God, I about crapped my drawers. Paul screaming, you know, it's like Temple is my my favorite. That's you know, like I say, from the production is just so spot on, the songwriting, the hooks, and it's Neil just which is he's done through his career. He uh and I we talk I talk about this with other songwriters a lot, and it's like taking a dark song with a light-hearted topic 
So you got these dark, heavy chords, minor chords, heavy heaviness, and he's singing about something totally, well, it's a sunny day or so. You know what I mean? And then it goes the opposite way. You've got these happy kind of songs, and he's singing about, you know, something very heavy or dark. And it, it he uses mm-hmm. that to great effect, you know, mm-hmm. going back and forth with it. And then it's just... Uh, well, like, Never Be the Same is, like, the most poppy, upbeat, fun song, but the first line is, don't stand around like friends at a funeral. <laughs> it could have been you. It's it like, could have been you. <laughs> wow. You know, or a Hole in the River. I mean, that's kind of dark, but the lyrics very. kind of with it. But it's it's very interesting how in Hole in the River. It's about a suicide. It's about with a the, suicide. Yeah, it's, it's about his aunt's suicide, alleged, allegedly his aunt. Uh, in the lyric, but the woman at the end, like singing the opera, like screaming, just ah, 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 you know, and it's like it's just eerie, but it's it's just so damn cool. It is a beautiful song, and the live version when he just sits at the piano that's one of my favorite parts of the night is when Neil goes to the piano because we all know what's coming. And yeah. I did a poll, I did a poll in the Neil Finn fan club and also on my Facebook page. And the one song I saw the most of happens to be. My favorite song of all time, and it was also my wedding song, which is Message to My Girl. Yeah. Which was a split-end song that Neil wrote about his now wife. Yeah. uh, Who he was dating at the time, and uh, Sharon. Yeah. And it's just one of the most perfect songs. And when he sits at the piano, just him at the piano, that is all of my friends, F-R-E-N-Z, because that's how nerdy we are. We, because if you're a fan of split ends, they call you a friends of the ends. Right. So you're friends of the ends. So we all like everyone looks at each other like here it comes, and it's just yeah. so pure and so beautiful. And I have a great version of it that I think we should play. We should play right now. Ken, do you want to kick us off too? Sure, let's do it. Off of live on the piano, it's Neil Finn with Crowded House with Message to My Girl, the split end song. <laughs> Give away too much Hip to be detached and precious The only thing you feel is vicious I don't want to say I want you Even though I want you so much It's wrapped up in conversation Whispered in a hush Though I'm frightened by the word Think it's time that it was heard No more empty self possession Vision swept under the man It's no new year's resolution It's more than Embrace. 
How amazing is that? I mean, the recorded version is is amazing, and it's yeah. it's. No, but I he, like the pureness of the piano, and "Hole in the River" at the piano is a yeah. whole other experience. It's just it's it's a just beautiful song. With "Message to My Girl," have you ever heard the version? It's on a CD called Enzo. Yes. The Eddie that was Rainer. my wedding song. Okay, that the was symphony. the the uh, Australian Boys Choir. And uh, oh, it's, it's it gives you goosebumps. Yes, I love Enzo. I like Straight Old Line on Enzo. That is just such a cool version of that. Also a split ends, also a split end song. But yeah, that was my wedding song. Was the Enzo version? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. But you know, oh. speaking of you know relationships in the music, uh, the song that got actually my wife and I together is "Fall at Your Feet." Mm. I was in a crappy relationship. She was in a crappy relationship, and I, the band I was playing with at the time, her and her friends used to come and see us all the time. So we kind of became friends, and one night, she had had a real bad day, and I played Fall at Your Feet onto her voicemail. Oh. And I was like, I didn't say anything. I just was like, just put it on and played like the first verse, and it was like, that was it. It was like, you know... These are all the things, you know, and uh, so that's a special song to us. I'm really close tonight And I feel like I'm moving inside her Lying in the dark Beginning to know her, let it go. I'll be there when you call, and whenever I fall at your feet, and you let your When you call And whenever I fall 
part of the show too whether it's a neil solo show or crowded house he usually plays fall at your feet and we all sing mm-hmm. for us and uh the last few at the basically the audience closes out the song and it's a really fun moment in the show because he yeah. does likes that interaction he likes like my friend one of my best friends has uh we have an inside joke she makes fun of me she's like you go so much and you're always in the front does he like know you who you are i'm like Oh, by face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He recognizes there's like about 20 of us that he can just recognize like right away. Like, oh, you're here. Hi. You know, and he always recognizes us and always acknowledges us. And it's very nice. And she goes, so what are you just in the front going? Hey, Neil, it's me. It's me, Neil. (laughs) So every time she says that about Squeeze, too, because Squeeze and Crowded House have equal places in my heart um, Mm -hmm. as far as bands. But she always goes, what do you do? Just go up and go, hey, Glenn, it's me. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true. It is. We all always. I mean, one time I heard two notes of a song and I gasped because <laughs> they were about to play It's Only Natural, which is like one of my favorite songs to kind of get up and dance to. Yep. And I kind of went, oh, like that. And Nick Seymour, who's the bass player, was right in front of me. and He goes, making fun of me and then we both just started laughing because it was just like this like really weird moment i don't interact with bands i like while i'm in the audience i'm very much an observer and a dancer and a sing-along you know but with (laughs) with them and with neil he invites you to you know so you can't really help it like i would never yell anything or say anything but like there's eye contact there's moments and when neil sees us get up like at the uh orpheum show a few years ago when he was touring with his last solo album, yeah, the Dizzy Heights tour, he played History Never Repeats, which is a great split end song and a totally rockin' song. So my friend that I was with, who I met going to Neil Finn shows, she like jumped out of her seat and fully started dancing. And I totally didn't get out of my seat, but I was fully dancing and Neil just played the song to us. <laughs> It was like the coolest moment. He was like, all right, they're into this. I'm just going to face this way. (laughs) (laughs) They're fantastic live. And going back to the recorder works, I always secretly have this wish that they'll make another record with Mitchell Froom. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> Give us another. I mean, I I enjoy and I love everything Neil does. I mean, there there's some stuff it takes longer for me to to grasp it or to grow on me. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's like when you first fell in love with it. It's like I want to feel that again. You know, go back and make just some cool two and a half minute hooky pop songs. You know, with guitars and you know stop being this. You know, but that's just my own personal selfishness no know. no i completely understand wasn't, what you can't have i guess is the you know way to say it yeah i just i don't really have like a least favorite or things i don't like but i remember everybody caught kind of mutually agreed that dive bomber was not one of our favorites and we heard most of the dizzy heights album through a series of shows at largo that when neil was still working on it and before he released it Actually, one of the shows, he had a string section Mm. and a woman who I thought was so amazing. I was surprised he didn't take her on tour, although the woman who did the Dizzy Heights tour was she was wonderful. I feel terrible. I can't think of her name right now, but she, she was great. But he had a string section and he had this woman who's actually on on the new album. Uh, I saw her uh, during the webcast. I'm like, she's back. Okay, there she is. She did all the backup vocals for all the Dizzy Heights song. And it was the first time in my blood I really got into that song was because of the way she was singing it with Mm. Neil. Mm -hmm. And then they had the strings. And that was a really special show. I I have a friend, I'm not going to say who, but he bootlegs, oh, I'm going to get him in trouble, but he bootlegs (laughs) a lot of those shows. And you're so, you're not allowed to have cameras in there. That's why most of my Neil shows, I have no photos of because there are, a lot of them are at Largo and you can't bring, you uh, can't have your phone on in there. No video, no photos, which is great because sure. I'm not looking through someone else's phone during yeah. the show. Yeah. And, um, and you know, he has your undivided attention, which he likes. And um, yes. so this one friend of mine, he just, those shows are so special and amazing that he sits, you know, as close to the front as he can and he just doesn't move. He sits like so still. Because he's recording it. <laughs> and you can just see there's like this mannequin there. And it always makes me laugh. Just like, there he is, mannequin guy. Not moving. Not moving. Well, now, now he's going to have to move. Yeah. Well, I know. It's all right. No one would know who it is. Like, he moves around. He moves around seats. But I think it's important that we mention the first song Neil ever wrote. And maybe play it because I have it. I had it known as Serge. That's the way it was saved and sent to me mm-hmm. when we used to do sending CDs and mixes and bootlegs through the mail back in the 90s through fan club and stuff. So somewhat fan in, in uh, New Zealand sent me these cool CDs. And it was all these unreleased tracks and live cuts and soundboard bootlegs. And it was really cool. Mm. And Serge was on there. But I guess the official title is Late in Rome. Huh. I don't think I've ever heard that. Oh, myself. it's beautiful. And I think he was 15 years old. So we should we should play that. And here we are. Yeah. A bit more sustain on the piano. Is that possible? Tired eyes Remember the spotlights Tired eyes Remember those late nights With ladies on my arm Nights of past 
Is it too long ago when you could hear them say Such is a dancer Knows each romantic pose Rose the ladies they follow the futures in his But I've slept late in Rome before And my story many times been sung Sergi is a dancer Knows each dramatic pose Rose the ladies they fall over his future's in his toes Thank you. I was... I don't know what a 15-year-old boy from Te Aumuta was doing writing about ageing dancers in Rome, but... Still a big, big mystery to me. Somebody must have slipped some acid in my, my school milk, I think. What's the name of it again? Well, I have it as Surge, but people say it's late in Rome. And actually, and I don't know what Neil calls it, but I've heard him call it both. So you can hear the beginnings of like Neil's, you know, his own sound that he has. Like right. You hear it in this song. Yeah. Like beautiful like those transitions and that pre-chorus and just mm -hmm. and that's my favorite part of the show whether it's crowded house or just neil solo is just neil neil at the piano because yeah. you know you're gonna hear faster than light or river or always message to my girl he always gives us that one but that was one of the songs also in the neil finn fan club when i asked everybody your top three songs which is the most impossible question of all time <laughs> answer true. It's yeah. just so hard. Like everybody's like, wait, what about this? Wait, I can't. I mean, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I know message is definitely in there and it always will be. But some people put late in Rome. Oh, yeah. And I was really impressed that that was like one of their absolute favorite Neil songs because it just it really is beautiful. I saw that post and I threw three off the top of my head was message. Better be home soon. Mm -hmm. And I forget what the third one I put on there was. But like you say, it was like those two immediately came. To the top and then it was like, like how do you pick you know there's just so many and, and that's what i i kind of you know when i try to turn people on to their stuff or neil's stuff i'm like just give it a second you know because they'll come well it's nothing really going on it's like no there isn't going to be a hook buried in here that you're going to walk around humming for the next two days you uh -huh. know it's, it's, it's in there you, you gotta get to the chorus or you get to the bridge you know there's something in there that's going to make you go Oh my God! Wow, you know, um, but that's that's the you know any any great songwriter that's worth their way. It's you got to be able to uh, engage and hold a listener. Uh huh. Well, I he could... certainly has with me. I've never. Yeah. I mean, I 
I've been going strong since I was, I think, 11 or 12. Yeah. And and then I saw the first time I saw them, you know, was was Crowded House. And it was at the MTV Awards. Because oh. my, dad, my dad used to get, like, tickets from his agency because one of their clients was a sponsor. So I used to go to the MTV Awards and in high school. They played Better Be Home Soon. And it's when they set up in the middle of the okay. crowd. I remember watching that, actually. Remember that? Yes. Well, I was there. <laughs> and I immediately when it was done, I got out of my seat and ran over because I wanted to talk to Crowded House. And I only got to talk to Nick, but I went over to him, 16 years old, and told him I came there just to see them. And he was so pleasantly surprised to hear that. You know, and was like, wow, thank you. You know, and was just so nice. Great memories. Crowded House got so huge at this time and they were always on MTV, just super big. Here is Crowded House performing... Hank Kingsley's favorite song. Hey now. Don't dream it's over live. Shadows ahead, very clear. 
you know, a lot of songs are classics because they are that damn good, and that's one of them. Crowded House was a real fun band, and it was also very upsetting to everybody when drummer Paul Hester was found dead in Australia. That's one of those things people go, where were you when JFK was shot? I remember exactly where I was when I found out Paul Hester died. Yeah. I was on the road in the White Mountains of New Hampshire in the hotel, Mm. checking my email, and there it was from Tongue in the Mail that Paul had taken his own life. And it was just so heartbreaking because he was such a big part of the band. Like, you know, he had his he had songs. Paul sang lead on a few songs, Italian Mm -hmm. Plastic. Yeah. And um, and why am I forgetting? Well, I'm still here. That's Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And. My telly's gone bung from yeah, the <laughs> from the uh, the crowded house album with all the unreleased tracks. Yeah, no, he was he was very much the you know the silliness in the the provided that levity of this is rock and roll, but it's not brain surgery. We're not, right after you know, it's like let's have some fun, poke fun at ourselves, tease each other, tease the audience. The audience, te- you know, it was like let's just make it a party. Yeah, know? he was and, funny. And I've, and I've seen them after, you know, with uh, Matt, and yeah. you know, it, it's still it's still there, but it's not the same, of course, obviously. But well, Paul was a big influence on me, being a, being a singing drummer myself. So I was like. You know, I'm like Hester's, <laughs> he's awesome. You know, yeah. and uh, actually, to to I pursued after he passed, and they were getting back together, and they were doing auditions. Um, I actually reached out to Mark Hart, uh-huh. and you know, was emailing with him, and I was like, hey, you know, here's resumes and things I've done, and he's like, oh, he's like, this all looks great. He's like, but I think uh, at the time, Nick and Neil were in L.A doing auditions and he's like i think we've already got somebody (laughs) and i was like but at least you know i was like oh that's cool you know at least you know because i out of the blue i'm like i'll send mark an email or something and i I found his email address and i'm like hey you know and i'm thinking i'm just throwing it out there whatever and like the next day he wrote me back and he was like hey thanks for reaching out and you know it's great and i really dig your stuff and you know and i was like ah but uh I always think Mark Hart of Mark Hart is like the secret weapon of Crowded House because he's so he just makes himself sort of blend in like he sort of blends into the background. But you don't realize how important and how powerful his vocals are. He's an MVP. I mean, he plays parts. He plays a lot of the guitar parts, the Mm -hmm. harmony vocals, uh, Mm -hmm. percussion and uh well, we lose our minds because he lives here. So when Neil does solo shows, Mark's usually there and mm. Neil brings him on stage. And it's a really wonderful part of the show because I know he wasn't on Woodface. Right. But when he sings uh, with Fall at Your Feet with Neil and does the backing vocals, you know, yeah. that part. Yeah. It's it's like our hair on your arm standing yeah. on it. Like it's mm. so yeah. beautiful. And um. And again, together, Woodface to me was very poppy and fun. It was a really fun album. And then it's sort of at the end, it it falls into these unbelievably beautiful ballads, like How, How Will You Go and She Goes On. Yeah. Are two of the most insane, and they're very Tim, you know, Tim sings How Will You Go and Neil sings She Goes On. But when Tim does solo shows, um, occasionally he'll play that song and it's... Yeah. 
it'll just blow you away. It's just that if you haven't heard Woodface is a, I think a wall to wall album, you know, maybe a couple songs aren't like totally my favorites. Like, you know, maybe all I ask is a little too sappy for me, you know, it's uh it's a little reminiscent of of Tim's ballads on some of the old Split Ends albums where he gets mm-hmm. really really dark and slow, you know, as opposed to stuff That's, nonsense. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's amazing. And the other uh, Split Ends, uh, it almost, I hope I never see you again. Oh, I hope I never. Yeah, I hope I never. Which. That song is amazing. And the first time I heard it, I was like, because it sounds to me in a pop way, almost like it's a Billy Joel song. I mean, in my mind, I I could hear Billy Joel. I mean, not probably vocally take tackling it, but the progression and the cording and and stuff, it, it, it reminds me of that. But that's another beautiful song. You know, yeah, it's, it's and that's another one. Beautiful melody, dark subject matter. You know, uh-huh. it's. <laughs> I know. I hope I never have to cry again. I know. Yeah, it is sad. funny story when i bought temple of low men i played it that i remember waiting for it to come out i remember counting the days because i knew it was coming mm-hmm. and then going to get it and um and listening to it immediately and then hearing i feel possessed for the first time i was like oh my god
kicked it off again and like with the most perfect song like they, they start the album you know chocolate cake i don't think had as strong of a start as the first two yeah because it was it was a little more of a departure from the crowded house sound and a little bit right. more back to the split end sound I yeah exactly cake. definitely it's tim influencing it yep yeah big time i feel like it should have started with it's only natural because that is a total crowded house song but I played the tape so much. I had this cheap Walkman and it would, it, and this happened to my frenzy tape too. So I ended up having to get it years later. I bought it on vinyl, but it stripped the tape. So start squealing and then wrapping around. Oh, no, no, no. Well, it would strip it. And when I would play it in the middle of the song, you'd hear boop, 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 like that. And I know exactly where it comes in, you know, yeah. so like I even when I hear those songs now, I know exactly where the boop, in your, boop, boop, yeah. boop comes in your in. mind, it's always there. Yep. Well, I asked my parents, we were on a long car ride, and I said, Can I pick the music? And they were like, Sure. So I had the tape, Frenzy tape, and I put it in. And the first song is I See Red, which is a pretty uh, hard rock song for them. Yep. And my parents were like, What the fuck is this? This is awful. <laughs> like, what is this? And then it started going boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> they had to take the tape out. And I remember them yelling at me. And then oh. any time I would bring up split ends, my mom would just go, oh, is that I see red, I see red, I see red. <laughs> like, that's not their only song. Which is so, you know, not even representative of the stuff they were doing. I mean, a little bit, you know what I mean? But no, in, in the big picture of split ends, it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you no. know. Which that's like kind of like my least favorite song. The only thing I like in that song is actually the piano solo. You know, it's oh, it's goofy and fun. Real yeah, goofy, we should play yeah,
that's cool, but it, that's that's fun. That's a funny story. It is. Ken, we have to make you a playlist. Yes. Uh, including the split end stuff, including you know some of the Neil solo stuff you might not be familiar with, and and there's a a Neil Finn album called uh, Neil Finn. There's a Crowded House album called Afterglow, which was you know the stuff that didn't make the album, and again in Crowded House fashion, kicked off with a killer song called I Am In Love. Yeah. I was immediately hooked into that album, too. It just sucked yep. me right in. Um, and there's some be- You Can Touch and Help Is Coming, which... Um, Dr. Livingstone. Yeah. That's a great one. Right. And they had that the Help Is Coming was used for the children's charity that I can't remember the name of right now, but it became the official song and it was all over Twitter and people were listening to Help Is Coming. And I was like, and everyone's like, oh, I love this song. I love this song. And I was like, yes, you should. I mean, this is a beautiful yeah. song. And yeah. like, now hiding. Exactly. Now, it's you, you, hiding on a fan yeah, album. You've seen the gold. Now dig deeper because there's a lot more gold there. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Follow it. Follow it.
our friend Ken Brown, who wrote one of my favorite songs, and Ken loves this song as well, Affection, which mm-hmm. was done by the New Monkeys and the Wigs. Ken Brown just wrote his favorite songs are Fall at Your Feet, Better Be Home Soon, and Four Seasons in One Day. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah Four Seasons. The yeah. Four Seasons, of the thing that kills me is the lyric sunshine hanging on the dark domain or something like that and when he says do- the dark domain it's like they hit this big piano chord and it's like such a melding of lyric in production and sound and instrumentation mm-hmm. it's just it's it's just killer and from the crowded house mtv unplugged crowded house with four seasons in one day Four seasons in one day Lying in the depths of your imagination Worlds above and worlds below Sunshine's on the black clouds hanging over the domain Even when you're feeling warm The temperature could drop away Like four seasons in one day Smiling as the shit comes down You can tell a man from what he has to say Everything gets turned around And I will risk my neck again, again You can take me where you will up the creek and through the mill Like all the things you can't explain Four seasons in one day Blood dries up Like rain, like rain Fills my Sleeping on an unmade bed Finding out wherever there is comfort There is pain Only one step away Like four seasons in one day Blood dries up Like rain Like That's another one my mom hated because smiling <laughs> as the shit comes yeah. down. And I guess the CD was stuck in the car and she had to listen to it. And she's like, oh, the one with shit coming down, shit coming down. I'm like, mom, that's a beautiful song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, listen to the rest. Just don't get stuck on that word. Yeah. yeah. The sun shines on the black clouds hanging over the domain. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. that. Okay. I know what you mean. It's got that big chord right there. Yeah. yeah. 
that's that's uh, that's a goosebump moment. It's like, oh man, there's so many great songs. And you, know, <laughs> you talk about like with your mom, and and, and my mom is really in the music and stuff. And I used to make her mixtapes all the time. And I was always like, you know, crowd house, crowd house. And she's like, oh my god. And I, we actually took her to see Neil solo in Orlando, and. Mm. Uh, you know, she was just like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, you just yeah. you're off the ground. I mean, it's you just get that feeling. It's like everybody's together and singing at the top of their voice. And Oh, yeah. A lot of singing. Well, my mom likes all that doo-wop stuff like she loved Dickie Doo and the don'ts like that's kind of her thing. <laughs> right. And then and then like modern pop country. So, okay. but, you know, but I was also an annoying teen- teenager. So she was probably mad at me for something else. But. My dad likes Neil, and my husband, who only likes hip-hop, doesn't like to go to concerts with me because he doesn't really like my music enough to sit through a concert. Right. But he goes with me to see Neil mm. at mm. those at those you know intimate shows. He really yeah. likes those. He and loves um, One Step Ahead is his favorite. Is he, is he living in London still? No, no. He's in New Zealand, but there he's was a rumor. New okay. Yeah, but there was a rumor that he was moving here because Liam oh. has a kid and he lives here. Gotcha. So, yeah, and Liam plays with him a lot at Largo. It's really fun. Liam's super talented as well. Yeah. When when he came out with Betcha Dupa and they came yeah. here, I immediately went to see them. And they have a great song called Move Over. Hmm. And it was released as a single. It wasn't part of the album. But, but Liam really went down a different road after that band. His sound changed a lot. Yeah, he was doing a lot with loops and yeah, that kind of stuff, which was cool because I saw him uh, when he opened for Crowded House. Yeah, he opened for Crowded House, and it yeah. was just like you know by himself, and it was like all right, and he had like a drum kit, and oh. he, he'd loop a keyboard pattern, and then he'd go over to the kit, play you know loop that, and you know pick up guitar, and you know, and, and you're like, what, what the hell is he doing? And then just build this killer track and then, you know, singing. And, you know, I was like, wow. But he would come out during Crowded House set too and, you know, play guitar and stuff or do backup vocals. And that's really cool, you know, that they're such a talented lineage. Yeah. Now, you guys, I defer to both of you for being bigger Neil fans than myself. Okay. I'm like un porquito, very small as far as the, the Neil Finn thing. But... I've always enjoyed everything that I've ever heard by them. You know what I mean? Whether it be Crowded House or Split Ends, so on and so forth. Right. So, Courtney and Rick, uh, we'll start with you, Courtney. Where should someone jump in? If you were to talk to somebody who's just, wow, I'd like to check out something, where should they jump in? Should they start at Crowded House? Because that's the thing that he's arguably best known for. Or should they start with a new album or you know, where, where should they jump in? Wow, that is tough. I don't know. I'm wondering if seven, the first seven worlds might be a good idea because there's a mix of solo songs and split ends. But here's the thing. I think Crowded House is the great is a great place to start because those are the catchiest songs. And it's sort of like I couldn't I didn't know how to categorize their music when I was into it. I still really don't. I guess it's pop rock, but but I just don't know where to put it because it's so unique. I think if you want to get into Neil Finn, I would just listen to Crowded House's Greatest Hits. I would start there because there's Locked Out, Distant Sun. There's all those great songs. And there's like, a you know, there's a, a good variety on there, I think. 
there's two greatest hits. I would start with the first one. I think When You Come is on there, too, which is also a song that I saw a lot in my Name Your Favorite three Neil Finn songs. When You Come was in there a lot. And so was a song called Into the Sunset. But I would start with uh, the very, very best of Crowded House. And it's actually, if you go, if you get the deluxe edition, it puts a lot of the stuff from Time on Earth, you know, like Poor Lamond and She Called Up, you know, some mm. of the newer, some of the newer stuff. Although I do prefer Intriguer to Time on Earth. I like Don't Stop Now. That was the first single that they released that um, after the band got back together. What do you think, Rick? I'm going to go with Woodface, I think. Mm, okay. It kind of encompasses a little bit of everything, even though Tim's in there. I think it's one of the best albums, probably front to back, mm-hmm. where there's a little bit something for everyone. You know, it, it's got some up-tempo stuff, some real lush, beautiful ballads, hooky, just well-crafted pop songs. So I'm yeah, going that's... Woodface, I think. Yeah, Woodface is beautiful. What was your other question, Ken? The other question is, how do you feel that Out of Silence rates with the rest of the catalog? Mm. Go ahead, Courtney. Well, I think it's so different than most of the catalog. The only song to me that really sound, has that Neil Finn kind of official stamp on it is Independence Day. But when I listen to it, a lot of it sounds similar. I don't know if you feel the same way, Rick. I had trouble like figuring out which song is which song, but you know, that's when you first, when you're first getting into a new album, like that discovery phase, mm-hmm. you haven't really latched on to those songs that become like staples and part of your regular rotation. I'm still playing with the new album. I'm still figuring out like where my loyalty to which songs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is, you know, I did the same thing with dizzy heights. Cause I felt that was so different from try whistling this and, and one nil because those two albums, I think, kind of fit in one category, and then Dizzy Heights and, and Out of Silence are in, in another one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. It's like I've, I've tried to embrace it, tried to digest it, and I, I don't want to say it's not good, because mm-hmm. that's not it. It's just kind of what you're saying Courtney it's like it gets lumped in a separate category you know one thing I I can say and the only the only knock I can say against Neil is sometimes the self-indulgent envelope can really get pushed there's times like that when it's you just kind of go like yeah I'm just not like you're saying that everything kind of is like not vanilla but it, it doesn't have the uh, diversity that some of the other stuff does or some of the crowded house stuff does where this morning I was listening to it. It's just kind of going by me like independence day. That one stands out.
It's a nice record for me for like Sunday morning or, you know, something yes. late at night when you're just chilling, reading or something, and you just want something to fill the space. But like I say, it kind of has gone this morning when I was listening. It's just kind of going by me. Something that's really kind of go, oh, wow, hey, that's really cool. Or that's a cool hook or that's a cool chord change or that's a cool, you know, instrument or, or, or sound. It's my only take on it. And like I say, I, I've really probably sat through it maybe three or four times. You know, so maybe I just haven't invested enough time in it yet. Yeah, uh, I think that's my first, problem. I mean, I basically did it my what I call my verse chorus test, where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you got like 30 seconds. It's like, you know, it's like Tom Petty in a quote used to say, don't bore us, get to the chorus. You know, it's like, <laughs> it like, give me a hook, give me something. And I just sat here online one day with it. And I'm like, listen, no, no, <laughs> no, you know. Yeah, yeah. But most times, if you give anything that he's done or is involved in a chance, you're going to find a nugget. You know, you may have to dig for that nugget, 
but there's stuff in there, you know. Well, so, every album has like a few like standouts like that jump out at you and 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 they grab a hold of you and you're just you're sucked in. And I think with Out of Silence, the great thing about it was the making of it and the webcast and watching right. those shows because you know, it not just hearing the new songs because you're always excited to hear the new stuff, but just the way he built up to them by doing the deep cuts and the guests and right. all that random cool stuff like what's the matter with you and all that fun stuff and then playing the new songs i think i enjoyed that more than actually listening to the album yeah the backstory on a lot of it yeah I agree. yeah it was fun and so i'm i'm trying to get into it but i feel like you know certainly with i'd say his first solo album is probably my favorite yeah there's just so many good songs on that like sinner yeah. sinner's yeah. Like neil's best songs that's yeah. in my top three my yeah. top three was Message to My Girl, World Where You Live, and Sinner. Yeah. Sing it, everyone. Got my eyes, got my face. Sing it, everyone. Got my nose, got my blood. Conscience plays upon me now. I'm safe until my luck runs out Cuckoo's call, the pendulum swings I thought you knew everything Lift my hands and make the cross Sinner, I have never learned Beginner, I cannot return Forever, well, I must walk this earth like some forgotten soldier. These things I should keep to myself, but I feel somehow strangely compelled. On the moonlight, I stood wild and naked. Felt no shame, just my spirit awakened, sinner. Sing it, everyone, got my eyes, got my face. Five all drop from the sky. All my dreams have come to pass. Where's my faith? Is it lost? I can't see it till I cast it off Sinner, there is no such thing Beginner, I have learned to sing Forever, I must walk this earth Like some forgotten soldier I saw in the clouds, yeah. And the closest I get to contentment is when all of the barriers come down. Sinner, got my eyes, got my face. Sinner, 
got my nose, got my blood And I must walk this earth I must walk this earth Like some forgotten soldier I wish he would actually come out with a live album Like of his stuff I mean, they have the live album of the Crowded House, Farewell to the World. I have right. that. And that was from the right. first time they did Farewell to the World. But it hasn't come out for the second one. Yeah. And I don't know why. That was so great. <laughs> Nothing like laying in bed at three in the morning watching a live Neil Finn. <laughs> like, I had to watch all of it. It was just yeah. so, oh, my God. And I had friends who were there. It, that's another thing. I'm, like, watching the new, the, the second Farewell to the World. And there, I know people in the front row. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's Scott. Hey, there's yeah. Sandy. <laughs> and they That's they funny. all came from the U.S. to go. I really, oh. really wanted to go. I wow. really wanted to go. My other secret selfish fantasy is someone's got to make up a new Traveling Wilburys. Mm. It's got to be like Neil, Marshall Crenshaw, Julian Lennon. You know, it's like <laughs> Andy Partridge from XTC and just do something. You know what I mean? It's like, ugh. well, a bunch of those guys got together and wrote the new monkeys album The not the new monkeys, but the, the monkeys new album. They got together on there. Well, Mike uh, Viola. He's another one, you know, it's write some great stuff. I don't know who that is. Mike Viola. He had a band. Uh, he did all the music for, he wrote that thing you do. Uh, oh yeah, he's a New York guy, but he's he's. I thought that quick. was um, uh, Adam Schlesinger. He works with Adam Schlesinger. Yeah, oh, they work together, okay. but that's Viola. Yeah, Viola did a lot of that stuff. Okay, well, and, Adam and he put stuff out all the time. Okay. All but right. you know, it's like those guys like that. It's like these guys that are kicking around. It's like you guys band together and make like a kick-ass rock and roll power pop like super group, and yeah, no, it's like this kid, like you know. <laughs> McCartney and <laughs> or something. Like, you know, him and Costello again. You know, get those two guys back writing again. Well, the ultimate would be getting to get Neil and Glenn Tilbrook together. I think yeah. my head would sever and shoot yeah. into space and yeah. I would like lose my mind. Ugh. Neil has never covered a squeeze song that I've heard, but Glenn has done a Neil song. He's done Weather with You. Oh wow. And um Recently, I saw him at the Mint. I guess it was about three, four years ago. He had uh, Chris Braid, who is a songwriter and producer. He's produced for like Britney Spears and lots of pop stars. But he also wrote a lot of songs for Squeeze's Some Fantastic Place album. Oh, okay. He came out with Glenn and they played a couple songs from from Some Fantastic. And then they did like some covers. And one of them was Message to My Girl. Oh, wow. They sold the show. They should, you know, they sold the soundboard recording after the show. So, of course, I bought it. And it is so killer. And Glenn does not sing, though. Chris sings the whole thing. Glenn just plays the guitar. Mm. It's really a really amazing, beautiful cover of that song. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Tilbrook would definitely have to be in there. You know, it's like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just I had interviewed um, Seth and Mike from the Red Button. And that was one of the questions I threw at them. I was like, really? You're putting together the new traveling world. Who is in the band? Oh. They're like, oh my God. I'm like, who would you put in there? Who's gonna, you know, you can put yourself or anyone living or dead, but who's it going to be? You know? I've seen Elvis, Nick Lowe, 
Chris Difford and Glenn Tilbrook on stage together all at once. That's yeah. actually happened. That's very oh. cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they do a cover of Pretty Flamingo. Oh, yeah. Great song. It's so good. <laughs> That's a classic. Wow. We're really, we're, this is fun. Yeah. I, I don't like getting up early, but I do when I get to talk to <laughs> Rick Boucher and have Ken lurk in the background. <laughs> yes. And just taking it all in. Ken, this is the least you've ever spoken of ever. So I feel terrible. No, no, no. This is something I want you to do. This is this is like your solo album, right? You know, this is this is the <laughs> Rick's Records podcast meets pop. So here we are. Yeah, and in a, and you can hear the passion I think in my voice when I talk about Neil Finn. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I do really have a very intense love for for the music but it's funny because my friend you know i never like had a crush on neil or was like woo neil like yeah. it was never like that for me right. i always just you know but i did have a crush on glenn you know so like yeah. when i meet glenn i'm like hi <laughs> hey you know but um but neil never it was never like that so like but a lot of my girlfriends are like totally in love with him you know oh, but yeah. my wife's the same way yeah wife, but, yeah i would leave you in a minute <laughs> Yeah, see, I've I've right. never it's never been that way for Neil. I feel like Neil would be like my best friend, and we could hang out and talk about music, and like yeah. I would just you know, and he's super friendly. It's so nice how he recognizes all us nerdy nerds and comes yeah. out and says hi. There was a song I wanted to get your take on, "Turn and Run." Mm-hmm. When "Turn and Run" came out, it was right following nine eleven, and I've always. I know it's not because the song was written prior to all that happening. Mm-hmm. When I listen to it, that's all I can think of. That's weird. Yeah. Next time you listen to it, just put the image in your head. Can't break our love. That is. You know, you can't break our love. It's like, you know, it's just there's a lot of like imagery in it. That's I guess you can kind of tie. Ken, yeah. I think you would like that song. That's a that's a good poppy Neil Finn yeah. solo song. Well, let's play it right now. It's Neil Finn and Friends, Turn and Run. Live from Seven Worlds Collide, Auckland, New Zealand, in April of 2001. There's a light overhead, overhead, in the sky. in mind and we're silent and still everything's so out of control tonight in a plane that's flying past at a speed that makes me cry left me now to trouble that won't let me lie I'm awake all the time you know where I stand holding my plastic gun Turn. 
We hope that you enjoyed popping into our little world here. We want to thank you for being on the show. Where can people find the Rick's Records podcast? Well, uh, I want to say, first of all, thank you for uh, inviting me today. I've, I've had a great time and hope we can do this again. Um, Rick's Records podcast. You can find it on Facebook at Rick's Records podcast. Um, you can also find my personal page, which is Rick Boucher on Facebook. And there's links there, and I'm out on iTunes, so you can search Rick's Records Podcast out there and subscribe and never miss a episode. But thank you guys so much. It's been fantastic. Thank you, Rick. I love that you love Neil. Yes. (laughs) Neil is God. (laughs) Well, we want you to check out any of Neil Finn's work, whether it be the Crowded House stuff or... Even the stuff that got me back in the old Split Ends days. Uh, any, of the, any of that stuff or his brand new album, Out of Silence. Rick, you and I should put together like a Neil Finn starter kit of what yeah. we think are well, great I did, songs. And- I did an episode um, of the podcast, which was all Neil stuff. Uh-huh. So I can give you guys the link, you know, send you the link to it. Because we can tie it with this if you know people want to go and listen to. Because that's already done. One of my past episodes was all Neil and Crowded I, House and Spinning stuff. I think. I so. think I listened to. I def. I definitely listened to that. Okay, and then and then I will post a Spotify playlist. Okay. I made one for Craig Smith from Pods and Sots. He was like, "I like Crowded Neil Finn," and I was like, "I'll make you a playlist," <laughs> and because um, I really enjoy doing that. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening today, and hopefully we've turned you on to some new music to check out, and always support the artist of of, of any music that you love. We, We really encourage that you do that. We want to thank you for taking some time to pop in and 
listen to pop a pop culture podcast and if anybody's listening from the rick's records audience we hello we don't bite check out our other shows uh <laughs> speak for yourself i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> we would love to have you check out our show so thank you rick once again and we will see you all on the next episode of pop yep thank you guys talk to you soon thanks all rick Alrighty. bye-bye bye and that's our show Pop is an online, nonprofit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolfe, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. Say goodnight, Dick. Hey, Popheads. We know you love the hottest pop culture podcast, Pop. Now tell the world. Get your own pop swag, t-shirts, miniskirts, mugs, tote bags, and more at redbubble.com. Just search for Designs by Ken, all one word. And remember, you can get your own free pop button from Christine the Button Queen. Simply pay $3 shipping and handling for each button via PayPal at zilchorders at gmail.com. Find us on the web at poppodcast.blogspot.com, on iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts can be heard. Join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pop podcast and like us on Twitter at popstafftweets.